Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Everybody and welcome to my Saiyan, my Saiyan, and me—the uh, Dragon Ball Z advice show for the mod, the not so Max, modern I era. Don't my think name we is can Steel. That harshly. Uh, I, my name I'm is Jace. Sure we are going to get. Um... The, the brothers are especially litigious. We all know this. Can podcast? We're going to get a very. We're going to get a very very kind cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really gentle fax. <laughs> In reality, this is Zenkai Boost, and my name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick. And I'm the other Max, Max Kostrak. As we go again, on, please remember. We're, we're recycling jokes here at Zenkai Boost. Uh, but really. <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing. I just want to see if it's done. So I'm throwing it at the wall to see if it sticks, and it didn't stick. So it's not you know done. What? So I'm he, just going to put it back in the pot. Here's the thing that song really does, you know, represent what we're going through right now. And. Uh, we have graduated. We have graduated from one arc to the next, and it feels good, you yeah. guys. I feel strong in my yeah. heart. The only difference is I don't get a diploma from this yeah, one. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't expect to be paid <laughs> oh. anymore because of it. Like on average. No. <laughs> in fact, in fact, if you if you tell employers about this, you might get paid less. I will be <laughs> omitting this from my resume. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Zenkai Boost Nights, episode two. Um, if if you're wondering what episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai we're talking about in this episode, we're not. It's a bunch of episodes. So it's like all the episodes that came before, except for all those other ones. Because we, um, we have, uh, in fact, we have officially left one arc and and, uh, and transitioned into another, kind of in, in the same episode. So we're but, all on the same page. This arc that we just finished up is called the Namek arc, right? That's correct. Okay, so because we've on, we're on planet Namek, so that kind of makes sense. So if I pull out my roadmap and I open and look, uh, where are we heading to next on this grand DBZ stop? Uh, next up is more of it's more of a mini arc. It won't let and and in Kai it certainly won't last us too terribly long. Uh, but it's it's a uh, the Captain Ginyu arc. And I do mm. want to know here, I really love, Blaine, what you said about, you know, this is a stop on our road trip through DBZ. I would like to think of this episode as the Denny's of yeah. uh, Zenkai Boost. <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to all sit down together and have way too many, have way too much cakes. breakfast food in one sitting and feel good. God, I, yes, can I, can I get, uh, we're going to nurse this Dragon Ball setting over with some good greasy food. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today, um, uh, as we sort of look back on the history of of, Drag of Zenkai Boost and Dragon Ball Z Kai, uh, did you guys own Dragon Ball Z like videotapes when you were a kid? Yes. No. I absolutely <laughs> did. I was going to say. I did too, not. So uh, it's kind of a cell phone. I have a, I have a, do have a vivid memory of Kevin Hilrick receiving 
uh, Dragon Ball Z videotapes for his birthday. So that's, that's the thing. It's, yeah, it's been, a, been a long, long road. It's the, um, the beginning of linear time. Max Kostrak and Kevin Hilrick have been buds. I, I had those. I had those Funimation beginning. VHS, uh, the the uncut VHS tapes, mm-hmm. where you, when you set them on a shelf together, the sides of the the tapes lined up <laughs> to form an image from whatever saga those tapes were from. I saw a set of those Ooh. in a half price books uh, last weekend, and I basically uh, like jumped back in time. It was now, amazing. Now, I, I would like to just t- talk to you guys for a second about something I've discovered via the Dragon Ball Z wiki that I forgot uh, from my childhood. All right. All right let's, let's we really got to dive into that thing more. What a resource. It's sort of... Okay, so the naming convention for the, for the VHS tapes is very, like, avant-garde. Uh, the yes, Namek actually, saga include- yeah. Hmm. The Namek saga includes departure, rebirth, Namek, betrayal, collision, (laughs) and then the last two are called the Ginyu Force and Super Saiyan. Uh, and and the thing is, we kind of like we make fun of the episode titles sometimes. But l- let me just read you all a couple of episode titles from the original run. Oh, like the f- oh the oh the Funimation episode oh, titles. So there. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. This this one here, I believe this is actually a Ocean Group episode title uh, because it's called no no. This would have been Funimation, wouldn't it? No, it would have been Ocean Group still. I think I don't fucking know. Um, this is called this is the episode where they fight Goldo, uh, Gohan and Krillin do. It was called Time Tricks and Body Binds. What? <laughs> you had me for the first part, and then you um, lost me for the second. I feel like <laughs> if you search that phrase on Google, you're gonna get some questionable results. Oh, you, you gotta have gotta have safe search turned All on right, for that one. Let's look this up. Body Binds. That's absolutely the title of a fan fiction about Dragon Ball Z. This episode. And the and last one on this else. VHS is called Goku. <laughs> Super Saiyan? Oh my god. <laughs> I do love Goku Super Saiyan, but I, I kind of thought you were going to stop at just Goku, and the episode title was <laughs> Goku. Now what this has, this deep dive Full has stop. also uh, introdu- reintroduced me to the way the title card used to be presented, and um, give me just a moment, we can we can cut the waiting part out, but I have to show you guys the way that this used to look, and I will post this. Blaine, you just searched Oh, I thought this. you just wanted me to look up body binds. No, no nobody... Oh, yeah. goodness. Dr- oh, my goodness, let's, Blaine. Let's keep... Nobody was questioned. Good Lord. That, Our Discord is not That was not at any time in question, Blaine. Everybody knows that that is a thing. <laughs> so, so what I'm about to post for y'all is a real, actual title card that was actually used during the run of Dragon Ball Z... On syndicated television in the United States. <laughs> Enter the, Goku. All of it is good. Um, all of the the floating Dragon Balls. That the, font has got to be somebody. The, this has got. This is the screenshot the, the of this episode. By Comic the way. Sans MS with like shitty 3D bevels on it. This has got to be a parody image for the with that font. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the music though, staring at it. It looks like it's like claymation. It looks like it's calling for help. It, it, looks, <laughs> it looks sick. Put it down, and it's misery. It looks like a Super <laughs> Nintendo game. I'm about to break you guys with another one. Uh, I feel like maybe I should put like a like oh a, 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 a a collage of these images. 
up with this? Yes. I think everyone mm. should know what we're Roman referencing. Minute. Fucking screenshot apps. <laughs> Back in my day. You know, you could just do screenshots the way I do them, which is the wrong way, I know. But I print screen and then paste it into paint is there, and then save it. That's the wrong way? I feel like it is. I, I, I don't I, know a lot about image editing, so. You have the I image, like I'm just right the wrong click, way. copy, then paste in the Discord. Oh, shit. That's, that's what I did with. Yeah, if it's an image. I oh, have to oh, figure out how to make this work. I'm, I am 28 goddamn years old. I should know how computers do. We should be a little <laughs> bit better at the internet. I'm the. It's me, and the bad millennial. Well, you know what? Goku wasn't good at computers, so why should I? <laughs> Goku is a Honestly. great role model for how you should live your life day to day. I think there are a lot of people who legitimately live the Goku lifestyle. Though. It's I mean, like let's, let's it's like they always that. say: live um, your life like a kamehameha. <laughs> Okay, so this is the screen. This is the real actual title card for Time Tricks and Body Binds. <laughs> there it is. Time Tricks I love the and body uh, additional touch of the two floating uh, hourglasses. <laughs> Just hourglass in case you didn't realize we're talking about like like time shit in this one. God, they are all this bad. We didn't. How did we not realize? <laughs> we were young. These might be the new screenshots yeah. for oh all of And they all use different fonts? What am I what have I uncovered? <laughs> who did this? One crazy guy who discovered word art. Check this one out. A heavy burden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think these these, the these must bends? be the, these have to be oh, the ocean dub. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this lens flare on that so, too? So um so some of the big differences between the dubs that 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 we kind of noticed as we were doing this is the way the accents changed or a character Do you oh, gosh. Yes, do you guys know like is Ocean were they like an Australian company or something? No, they're Canadian. I'm looking this up right now. It's a Canadian team. Are there a lot of Australians uh, in Canada? No. Blaine? No, there's not. Can't confirm huh. as a Canadian. Well, our resident Canadian has weighed in, and, and that's... Did that's you guys know that um, the original voice of Vegeta... Um, God, I wish I could remember that dude's name. He was so good. Uh, he actually appeared in an episode of Dragon Brian, Ball Super. Brian Drummond. Brian fucking Drummond. Wait, Hell yes. Super? Yeah, he was a like doppelganger clone of Vegeta. I th oh, that's awesome. Oh, I think that's incredibly cool that they reached out to him for that. Because they could have just had Chris Sabat do like a a different voice, you know. But I mean, this was such a cool callback. And uh, allow, I mean, allow me to pat myself on the back. I uh, uh, Funimation's official Facebook page liked my comment when I when I pointed that out to him. What a cool thing that was. <laughs> nice, Max Max Kostrak liked this. You gained ten Funimation bucks. Oh shit! What are these good for, Blaine? Oh, you you turn them in. Or um, uh, chances at Rations? Dragon Ball, and then if you click, if you get seven hundred Funimation bucks, you get a Dragon Ball. Just a one, wish, wi yeah. one wish, one wish, more one Dragon Ball. One of the things Ball, that we please. mentioned a lot, um, going through this sort of series of episodes and from the beginning, is that there was this horrifying hell loop from episode like yeah. Goku smacks Raccoon in the tummy to uh, episode one. Um, <laughs> this is something, something Toonami, Toonami did, did because. Right? I I got. I have no idea. I, maybe I should have done research on this. What was going on here? Like, was were the rights in dispute? I have it, to assume it, it, it was like a licensing issue where they only had access. Yeah, to this I mean, many uh, I don't remember the particulars of it uh, exactly, but I, that's essentially kind of how it seems to it 
seems to have worked out. Uh, the ocean dub had from the Saiyan saga up through Raccoon being defeated, and then um, when it finally came back, Funimation had taken over. And yeah, and this let's take this moment to be old timers a little bit and talk about how different it used to be to access Jesus anime Christ. back in the nineties compared to kids today who have fucking Funimation and Crunchyroll and, and, and Verve, Verve or whatever, like, they're just <laughs> like, I know, I know I've mentioned this in the past, like, the, like, the, the way that I've, like, consumed any Dragon Ball content, like, beyond what had been presented to me on Toonami, uh, was not even being able to watch it, because peer-to-peer uh, uh, -peer networks weren't really quite as effective as as they they would come to be um oh shocker just, just yet you could definitely get like the tony so, hawk soundtrack like that was i about would it. i would just read plot synopses of the the of the the later story arcs of dragon ball um and so so i would i would be like i'd be very excited about seeing these things happen later on but i would also be consuming some like wild mis misinformation <laughs> that just kind of yes. get lost oh in translation. God. All the Though, I don't know, I don't want to say, but some of the things I heard, like, rumors-wise, are starting to sound like they're coming to pass in Super, which had me a little freaked out well, I was reading yesterday. So, uh... I think there's only one way they could go. I mean, like, there's only so many iterations of Dragon Ball that can happen before everything basically yeah. comes true. We're, we're definitely reaching a, a multiverse level so, of so Dragon any, Ball content. And if you guys in the vein where if you missed the episode uh, during the day it aired, you were just like, well, I guess I, I'll never know what happened then. Until, I like, guess that's it. Later. Yep. That would, that's, what, that's how television used to be. Yeah. Well, it's like I'd catch I, it on uh, the next time. I had, I had my VCR set up and programmed to record the episode every day. That's a skill that, like, nobody has or needs anymore. Right. Yeah, wow, I didn't know you knew your way around a VCR that well, Kevin. I used to do this with Robotech when I was a kid. Oh, man. I remember I that show? That. Shit. I loved Robotech. Robotech was two animes that they yep, smashed in together. together. Oh, man, I'm glad you said I was going to say that if, if you hadn't. I still remember the theme to that one, but, but this isn't a Robotech show. This is not a Robotech podcast. Also, do check out our Robotech podcast. Uh, it's called podcast, uh, Macross Hardly Knew Him. I don't know. What? Well, um... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, before we leave this topic, uh, didn't didn't one of you say at one point there were two different cycles of the anime running at the same time? I remember this. I remember there was a point at which Cartoon Network, I, I think it was later in the run, it was after the loop had ended, when they would be running two separate loops fuck? of Dragon Ball this is, once. This one is very, very possible, but um, by the time that the television anime got into the, like, the late Android saga, I had already, like, stopped watching on television and started just buying the, the tapes as they came out because they were coming out ahead of what was airing on television. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. God, they did uh... not have their shit together at all. We're truly in a golden I mean, we age kind of are. these days. I take that back, uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more anime. The question is, I, is all I mean, good. There's, there's a lot of really, really fantastic stuff. No, yeah, there's a ton um, of fucking great stuff. 
There's just a lot of other stuff that makes <laughs> my friend. A friend of mine is watching. Uh, currently, she is she's making her way, not like out of enjoyment, but just to see what the hell is going on in this the the butt battle anime. Do y'all know what I'm oh talking God. about? Yes, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I have no Kajo? idea what you're talking about. Is that what it's? I, I've already made up everything. I think it's I need something to know like that. It. It's just a show where girls fight by hitting each other with their butts and boobs. It's a real thing now. That is it's, cool. Cool. It's a real. Oh, my God. oh shit! Is it gonna be at the Olympics next year? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I got it, Olympic fever. Hey, we got Olympic fever here at Zenkai Boost. I don't know how I stumbled across this, and I feel like I've talked to you guys about it. But yeah, yeah if you look it up, there it's real now. Oh like, my! Like you can find people doing it. Oh, cool! So <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> Here, here's how I'll bring us back into Dragon Ball, which is, what if all the fights in Dragon Ball <laughs> like that? rams against each other? It would be like going Super Saiyan. Does Frieza have an unfair advantage in the butt battle because he has a tail? That's the question that I'd like to pose. I actually think that's a disadvantage. It gets in the way of the butt. Shield the butt. You get... You've made me think about Frieza's butt. <laughs> <laughs> um... Welcome to Zenkai Boost Nights. This is where we're not the afraid real to talk issues. about the real issues, the butts. We're getting now, into the butts. We can this time, we can get finally. off this topic. Who do you think has the best butt? Uh, t t tension hunt. Oh my so god, Frieza, yeah. Frieza has a butt because why else would he wear these pant panties <laughs> that he has on? <laughs> Confront this. All of the characters in Dragon Ball wear wear underwear. Some of them just wear underwear, which is disturbing to me. Yeah, um, speaking of alien races, I, I did want to talk of something about this a little bit. Um, and speaking also of underwear, Raccoon, mm. so he's not human. He's some sort of alien, but what is he? He's, he's yeah, very he's pretty human much entirely -like. human-like. He certainly didn't come from Earth. Yeah. Are we to assume, no. are we to assume that there are species of human that just came to exist on other planets? Yeah. Well... Yeah, maybe that's a very common I, evolutionary I could... path. Something Toriyama definitely yes. put a lot of thought Yes, Toriyama was sitting down like, now what are the differences between Raccoon and a normal human? I mean, I mean, Saiyans, <laughs> I mean, Saiyans <laughs> are almost entirely human-like, with the that exception is true. of Tails, strength, and energy, and, and, and transforming. And they can interbreed with humans, which means that yeah, there's no, they're, there's they're no similar like, phenotypes. There seems yeah, to, to be, be no close serious genetic complications there at all. This is such utter proof to me that Akira Toriyama really was making all of this up as he went along. A hundred percent. Akira Toriyama, no I, I expressed the sentiment at one point on Twitter, but Akira Toriyama is like bizarro J.K. Rowling in that he emerges from a cave every seven years to tell us something, some useless bit of information that he definitely just made up. <laughs> Here's what I love about it, it, it like, in reality, the, my favorite reality <laughs> fact about Dragon Ball Z and Toriyama, um, is that there are people who have put a million times more thought into the plot and the characters creator? of Dragon Ball Z I, than Toriyama I himself. I love that there was an it, interview with him in which he said uh, that he's, he's very appreciative of how much fans... Uh, uh, love Dragon Ball and how many people love and how many people love Dragon Ball, but <laughs> he doesn't really understand why they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I like to think that he has stumbled into this position and just sort of written. Can you imagine being this man? Written you his write, way you, to the top. You spend all of these years lovingly crafting this comedy joke manga about dicks and boobs and a, a, like a, a tiny bald man and his friend with a tail. And then you finish that. And then the producer's like, hey, can you make another one? And you're like, I guess. And then you just kind of shit out 50 pages. I love drawing and lasers. Then, Suddenly, sure. the whole world is like, we love this. We need more. Now, I, I mean, Dragon Ball had Dra- Dragon Ball was a big deal too. It was. Like, yeah, I think it's only in America that Dragon Ball. I, I'm Z kind of downplaying it by saying that it was a, a like a, a bunch of jokes about balls, but it was a really well done manga, like uh, really but- beautifully drawn and like great framing. He's obviously very good at what he does, Toriyama. Yeah, I've been meaning to make my way through it finally. It's, to it's have a really worth the. Uh, it's really worth checking out. Sit on my um, shelf. It's fun. Re- it's the really Red fun. Ribbon Army, uh, King Piccolo, uh, the world, the world tournaments. Um, lots of really, really good stuff in there. I've read a lot about like uh, he uh, Toriyama himself was like the gold standard when it came to like framing and composition of a page. Which is, f- I can believe that Toriyama does a lot right. I think it's important that we give, like, it's really, it's really a lot of fun to make fun of Dragon Ball Z in retrospect. But we have to fucking give it a lot of credit. And, uh, Akira Toriyama, yeah. Akira Toriyama and is manga. credited as a major inspiration to uh, a, a countless number of of extremely uh, successful and prolific uh, manga artists. Um, Eiichiro, Eiichiro uh, Oda, Oda um, One Piece. Masashi Kishimoto, uh, Hoshikori, um, you know, um, are all three of the the big three that came after Dragon Ball Z like? I mean, maybe possibly not directly, but definitely like inspired and inspired by him. At least inspired, yeah. You see a, I see a lot of art. That's so cool. It's like a real life (laughs) shonen. It it really is. Their main characters. I'm having a hard time continuing this while having on my screen. All of these title um, <laughs> cards from the old Dragon Ball Z. I just I keep looking at them, just, and they're my anchor right now, which is just getting I don't feel lost like in it. Just really diving deep into all that. I just keep noticing new little details. So like, here's oh, something yeah. interesting. I think I should. I think I'd like to introduce our viewers who may not understand. Uh, if they're not explicitly watching along with my version or with Kevin's version. The difference between the music in Dragon oh, Ball Z boy. Kai versus like the original Dragon Ball Z release or the Ocean Group Dragon Ball Z release and the original like fucking Japanese score is so gigantic. And in fact, I think I, right here, I'd like to insert a little clip of uh, the one track that I keep recalling as the one good track in the Dragon Ball Z Kai original score. It's called Braveheart yeah, Challenges the Strong, which is kind of a mouthful. It's from the movie <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> it's from, it is Mel inspired Gibson. by Mel Gibson. And this is Kenji Yamamoto's Good Good Work. So Kevin, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the um, the original score from Dragon Ball Z. Like, do you know what the 
what the names of any of these songs would be? Honestly, I I don't. It's been it's been a very uh, long time since I I had uh, like the actual track names of any of them. Uh, I know Shunsuke Kikuchi is the the composer. Um, and is that Kikuchi or Kukuchi? Kikuchi. Okay. K-I-K-U-C-H-I. Um, now, now, I would be remiss if we entered into a discussion of Dragon Ball Z music without dis- without name-dropping the one and only Bruce Falconer. Oh, God. An incredible man who wrote, like, uh, again, like the Dragon Ball Z Kai soundtrack, he wrote one really, really good piece of music and then a bunch of shit that's like, what is this? He wrote, uh, he wrote no fewer than five albums full of music uh for that's for insane me. for funimation's uh dragon ball z soundtrack uh which was they loved this guy to everything <sighs> else and um out of these five albums of music there are about three or four tracks that are legitimately very very good and the rest is just a bunch of butt rock nonsense it's this like it's this wild ass like 1990s synthesized this is a space show kind of music you know what i mean like very like uh if evocative of science fiction without being explicitly like futuristic or anything like that if that makes sense yeah it does Here's my thoughts on the music overall in what I've seen outside of (laughs) outside of Kevin's DVDs or or Blu-rays out. The music has been very unnoticeable. Like it's just been in the background for me, which I feel like is a a shame. I, I do want to go through the whole thing again with the good music simply because it's just, I feel like it's sure. not present when I watch honestly, it. Honestly, like, with, endless with love version. to Shunsuke Kikuchi. I, I'm, I know I'm the, I'm the subs over dubs guy, like, generally, but I just, <laughs> like... Yeah, that's you. Driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> but it's the original Japanese soundtrack and the soundtrack that I have for my Kai Blu-rays is so so good and it's it's such a it's got such an interesting sound that a lot of a lot of stuff just doesn't it sounds different than than most mm-hmm. uh it's got a very i don't know i'm not the right person to to try to put words to it um it's just very uh you're not a music man it's very very good it's very good stuff can i say it uses a lot of like horns and strings which i appreciate a lot like it uses a lot of like analog instruments yes, rather absolutely. than really synthesized some, and some really interesting ones too like kind of like a every now and again you'll hear like just like a weird rattle uh, um or like a like a like a slide whistle um it kind of calls out really how old dragon ball z is like dragon that's what I always think when I watch This was a phenomenon exactly that, in yeah. America in the late 90s and early 2000s. By the time we were watching those episodes, they were like a decade old. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and it shows some, especially in the early series, man, it really shows. Like, you can read, this is 80s as fuck. Like, the Absolutely. early, early stuff. Very, very, very. Like, I'm listening to some of this Shinsuke Kikuchi um, soundtrack right now, and it actually does rule. I love, I love, like, I wish that I had some track names that I could give you, because there are some, <laughs> there's some really, really, really great stuff. Uh, it, like, like, look up, like, find the, for as far as the original soundtrack, like, the original Japanese soundtrack goes, um, Goku going Super Saiyan 3 the first time, uh, mm. hugely different than the fun. The, oh, gigantic different. Hugely different than the very good Funimation, uh, 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 uh 
song for that moment, but uh, still very, very, very awesome. Really great. Um, the fight, lots of lots of really good fight music. Um, it it really sets the tone in such a different and and really excellent way. I'm a, I'm I'm a huge fan. And the one thing that that Kai has really lost, and I'll go into this in 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 a lot more detail in a in a very specific episode that we'll get to much 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 <laughs> much later. Um, <laughs> but there's some very very good licensed music that even Kai lost later on. Um, oh no! Uh, in in some in in some particular like like really big moments. Um, a lot of it done by a particular Japanese singer named, I believe, and I'm saying I'm doing this off the top of my head, top of my head, uh, Kageyama Hironobu. Um, okay. Uh, just uh, did a lot of uh, uh, songs and, and music for for Dragon Ball Z back in the day, and a lot of it was really very very good. Um, and then and later iterations of it couldn't use it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm. I, I've got to say, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely squarely uh, uh, on the side of the original soundtrack being the uh the the best way to experience it. But um, you know, no, no. There's 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 good to be had in in a lot of the other ones too. I've just noticed this by doing a Google search. There is a 22 minute video on YouTube called Bruce Falconer and Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no. <laughs> to post that on the page uh and fucking the tonal difference between all of these musics like the 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 way it affects the presentation of the story is so interesting to me Hmm. not to get into like smart podcast territory i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna have to start trying to to pay attention to the music a little bit more and and start to compare and contrast these because i feel like this is a deep well we can get into it's 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 definitely fascinating anyway so um we did this last time on zenkai boost nights what was who was everyone's oh, yeah, boy okay. for this can i go can i go first because for me it's yeah, absolutely yeah, fucking it vegeta away. it's like yeah, unquestionably same. vegeta for me yeah um yeah Holy shit, did he come into like, his own? Krillin and, How about you, Krillin and Gohan. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I'm pretty much on Vegeta as well. Though, I think it's... It, I, I, I don't really, I don't really want to be a little bit more specific on what we're saying, because he wasn't necessarily really being involved with the, the I guess, the OG team, per se, because he was doing his own thing. I guess my... was the second half when he My perspective there. on it is... Krillin and Gohan made some some really good moves in this arc. They 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 did they did all right with what they had. Sure. They managed to survive uh, uh, with some pretty serious odds against them. Uh, Vegeta is the only one who <laughs> like accomplished things for sure. For sure, he changed Vegeta the tide was like the main controller of the plot. Yeah, like, he, he was he, in charge. He, he drove had the most things agency. forward. His 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 actions really. Uh, made a lot more uh, of a of a significant uh, impact on on the rest of what was going on on Namek than necessarily. Absolutely, with a few with a few exceptions, he was extremely effective and extremely. He did fuck up a couple of so, times. Oh though. yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he did think that big fish was he, a big w- w- had also, a power level. He also but, thought you know, that no whale big deal. was a fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a question for you guys. What's up? Um, even it, it's even though it's not a hundred percent clear yet, I would I would feel like I could could argue when you guys originally were watching this. How many of you saw Vegeta coming? I guess quote unquote a good guy. Oh, I saw that, and I think it had to do with a lot. I had to do with the fact that the plot was following him, and like he was forced to cooperate with 
uh, Gohan and Krillin and being forced into a place where he would he would have to cooperate with people is a good way to kind of ground a previously a, a person who's previously an antagonist and transition them into becoming a protagonist. I would actually like to take a different perspective here, which is that I feel like Vegeta did take on a protagonist role in this sense. But for me, the entire time, I still did see him as a villain. He is still doing some pretty dastardly things. He's still trying to become immortal. His alliance at this point with Gohan and Krillin is still sure. one of convenience. And I feel like he's on the track. I absolutely feel like he is going to become a good guy. If, if I was watching this not knowing what was going to happen. But at the at the same time, what's happened up to this point? Vegeta's yeah. done some pretty heinous stuff. He still did kill those Namekians, and we can't forget that. He has genocided Vegeta, other planets. Vegeta remains a villain uh, up through this point so far. Um, is the like the the seeds for his redemption story are are definitely like planted here. The but his yeah. Mm-hmm. His, oh yeah, we, the um, watering can is tilted. His being forced into an alliance with Gohan and Krillin is, is something that's going to serve as a catalyst for him to uh, to, to, to transition into being a, uh, a protagonist character. Uh, but he's not, he's definitely still squarely as, uh, in, in the the villain camp here. He's just uh, on a different side uh, than Frieza. And I got to, s- I would say that one thing that's gonna then hopefully turn him in the other direction a little bit is the fact that Goku gave him that yeah. bean, the last Goku bean. went out of his way, sacrificed his own, sacrificed some, something in order to save him. His own, <laughs> his own bean. Goku gave his bean so that we may live. <laughs> he gave God. his only life. Can I, I say, okay, so the, the reason, this discussion that we just had about Vegeta is the reason I think that using go with me that using pro wrestling terms is a really great way to talk about dragon ball z because vegeta's a heel though absolutely is a heel and goku is absolutely a baby face and like the 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 turn the heel face turn that that vegeta has begun is so wwe that i can't even like comprehend it because it's such a powerful trope, though. I mean, honestly, like, Vegeta is such yeah, an iconic true. character for a reason. Like, there and this are, arc are is a part lot of, of other series that that we watch that, you know, it's it's oftentimes that we'll point out a character and say, oh, he's the Vegeta. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. He's become an archetype. So is he, like... Like so many, I may other have mentioned this before, this but when I was a kid watching Dragon Ball Z, I was like a big Goku fan. I was like Goku all the way. But as an adult, I am a huge Vegeta fan. Yes. Oh, I identify with Vegeta. Same. I was a I, I was a big fan of Gohan and Trunks. Trunks rules. Yeah, Trunks. I feel is like pretty legit. Oh. Yeah, Dude, we'll, we'll fucking, get, we'll I'm get really excited Trunks. for the later arcs of the show. <laughs> like, I've never watched like, them in Kai. Guys, like, uh, all this is all this has been really good. Like, the Saiyan saga is great. The Namek saga is great. Frieza saga is really good, especially with the benefit of Kai, like making it not take a, a an absolute eternity. Um, <laughs> it's like twelve episodes <laughs> in Kai. Can you believe that? I mean, I mean, we're gonna be like, oh boy. 
like spoilers like we're gonna hit episode 52 and still be fighting frieza but um like that's just based on wow on my on my that's on my daunting that, uh, uh, that I, I i peeked ahead on the episode titles I do want to put this into perspective for all of us as hosts of this show, is that if, if that's going to be how long we're going to be fighting Frieza, that means, uh, I mean, not exactly, but almost six months of Frieza <laughs> content. So yeah, everybody we, bone up on your Frieza, because yeah, we're going to be sticking with this quite guy a ride for a while. As far as that is concerned. Um, Bear down for midterms. <laughs> <laughs> Fat dog um, for midterms. I love the android and cell sagas the same my favorite part of dragon ball z and i'm very i'm always very 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 excited to rewatch them they're very good uh uh very good it's a very good storyline uh very good very fun um and it just it feels like it drags on so much less than um for oh god than, for damn sure it did um not and, and not that he does really in in uh kai uh kai does move along at a much better pace but i don't know the story it just there's something about that 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 section of the story that's that's so much more e- even more engaging to me personally i actually here's the thing is when we get to the cell arc um and and like the the android arc i'm gonna be a bit more tuned in or like i'm gonna remember a lot more than i did for the frieza arc because uh, Kevin, I remember we watched a lot of the uh, right. We Android did. We did. We would get together, together and watch the uh, the new the new videos whenever I got them. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Uh, I I feel like we 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 do need to circle back because we're getting a little low on time here and talk a bit more about the arc <laughs> we did. Just okay. Watch. Shit. We we got um, we get very we got very loose on the structure again this time with uh our. That's what that's, that's what you, that is what nights are for getting loose and having fun. So we're at the so club. What's your all's favorite yeah. moment from, I guess, this arc? It's really hard to say because this is a really fun. This is in Kai anyway, a really fun arc that has a lot of like intrigue and a lot of like sneaking around. Yeah, it goes all over the place. Um, but I really think there's something special about um, the Ginyu Force because for me they are like the high point of the arc because they. I don't know why I, I could come up with something like they. They do represent kind of. The, the the protagonist finally hitting a wall. They both they, they both really, really markedly increase the uh, the sense of urgency of the arc. Yeah, while yeah, yeah. also yeah, being good point. A, a an absolutely endless and ridiculous source of comic relief. Which I it, it is pretty incredible to have a, a a group of villains that is both comic relief and terrifying. I don't remember powerful. when I was young. Remember them being as out there like i remember them being more serious so watching it back now just like man these guys what a, what a weird bunch man, that's crazy blaine we have the opposite memory i remember the ginyu force being more joke than than scary and that's because i have a, like i said a hazy memory of this time period but like watching through this i was like oh holy shit these guys are the real deal. You know, and for me, it's just like, I okay, yeah, this is really funny moments. I, I could remember <laughs> Jace over all of this. Like, this is great. Yeah, like, I have no rules. memory of that. Oh, because it was not that. Uh, no, the I, dance I have of no joy. memory of Dance of Joy. I've got to be honest, and Kevin, you can back me up on this. Dance of Joy has been stuck in our all of our collective <laughs> for a few weeks now. The, the concept of a dance of joy. You know what I think is really cool about uh, the Ginyu Force? The voice actor who plays Captain Ginyu. Have y'all ever seen this guy? Mm-mm. No. 
He is a lot older no. than all of the other voiceover artists who work on Dragon Ball Z Kai. And I remember watching an, uh, an interview with him where he's talking about how he doesn't really get it, but he loves how imaginative he it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I do always wonder what it's like for a complete outsider to look in on Dragon Ball Z. In fact, I've been meaning to address all of my friends on Facebook who are like, former co-workers or member like uh obscure members of my family who probably have no fucking idea what's going on <laughs> on wall. Well, I thought cartoons were for kids. What's all this shit? Why why is there a decapitated <laughs> alien head? I like as as fun as the the uh the, the, the introduction of the Ginyu Force is and it's a it's very, very fun. I love the I love the theme song. I love their Super Sentai theme music and their their dumb poses uh uh f- my personal favorite moment out of the namek saga has got to be uh, uh goku just act absolutely wrecking raccoon's shit like it, that was satisfying i can agree with it's, that so it's so good it's an immensely satisfying moment it's it's a great it's a moment that i always love in in anime and manga um uh where the protagonist when, when luffy escapes the belly of the snake like or he, he makes it out from being stuck between two buildings <laughs> so I, i'll glad... never stop being mad about that arc no no, I, I'm glad you bring that up because I, I was mentioning before this, I had one question I wanted to ask you guys, and it was how did you guys feel about, like, within the Saiyan, the Saiyan um, arc, we have him going training uh, um, with King Kai and then leaving. We've got all the episodes where he's not involved. And then we have on uh, Namek, it's obviously him tailing behind because he, he ends up mm-hmm. coming later. Um, yeah. And I, when I look back and I, I think about this, I always found that I was kind of frustrated that like the guy who I viewed as the main character was not really ever involved in a lot mm-hmm. of the episodes. Now, I can't remember going forward, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be more episodes where we're yeah, going to see yeah, Goku's going to be Absolutely. Well, not yeah. counting episode 31, Goku is not present in this arc. Yeah. Yeah. So he, does I, not, he just doesn't he really He only interacts in. with a, a handful of other characters mm-hmm. for a few moments. For the majority of this arc, he is alone on a spaceship doing push-ups or shooting a laser at himself. It's kind of hard for me to resist the urge to say, well, that's just shown in anime. Because it is. I mean, it is. To a certain degree, it is. Like, that's a major trope in, like... Because the thing is, in Shonen, what you usually have is one character who is the protagonist, and they are, like, extremely powerful, and their purpose is to beat the bad guy. So you usually have to come up with some way to create tension by removing that person from the scenario. Yeah, either removing them or limiting them in a, in a, in a serious way. And the thing I, I want to say is that I like, and I've been reflecting on it, is how I think this show does it like, very well. Sure, some of these have a much more... Without, silly... without the filler. Yeah, yeah, without the Yes, without the filler. <laughs> well, and it, but, like... Go, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I was just gonna... I want to say it, because, like, there's comedic moments in these, but, like, what is going on, per se, isn't comedic. It isn't Luffy no. trapped between two buildings. It's it's him racing to get through Snake Way so he can get back to help his friends. It's him... As fast as he can. Yeah, it's him being stuck on a spaceship because he isn't able to go immediately. And I think it's a very tasteful way to do this, like, he's not going to be here for this without it being goofy or um, being able to add a serious, uh, make it serious, but then be able to fill it with lighthearted moments. Now, Blaine, can I, I 90% that. agree with you there? I want to 90% agree with you and 10% mm-hmm. just, I want to drop in two things, which is home for infinite losers because he was showing off and he fell into hell. 
And um, number two is he, he did drink beer on the spaceship. Or no, sorry. He, did, he drank sport drink and took a lot of naps. Um, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, but, but like I said, 90% agreeing with you. The, the stakes are higher here. It's not a gag that he can't make it there in time. He's not taking it seriously. Now, I, I will say it's, he is it's trying okay. to get there. It's okay sometimes to subvert that trope and make it funny. Uh for oh, sure. for sure. Because uh, I, I I did laugh my ass off at Luffy trapped between two buildings. Um. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we give these things shit because we love them, right? Like yes. we, we we dunk on this stuff because it's funny to us that we love oh, it this sure. much. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? This is a love letter to Dragon Ball Z and Shonen animal, anime in general. Now, I, and I will say that this it breaks up the Namek, the the entirety of the story on Namek in a satisfying way because we get a lot of. Uh, we have Vegeta and Gohan and Krillin driving the plot for a lot of uh, the, the the first half, and when and now Goku arrives, and Goku's going to be a major driver of the plot for a while going forward. Uh, and so we we didn't just have him. Uh, the it, it, the whole thing wasn't just about Goku. We got some uh, satisfying story time with a lot of the side characters that we usually wouldn't get if it was just uh, Goku doing all the fighting, which is what we're, we're going to see for a lot of. Uh, for a, a little bit. And that's a great point. I do feel like you'd have to break up the Goku a little bit. You have to break up the shonen protagonist and and give some time to those other characters. Because we wouldn't have Vegeta the way Vegeta is if it wasn't for this Namek arc. Yeah. Well, shit, you guys. I think we done covered it pretty darn good. Yeah, I think we did it. I, I do agree. I'd like to thank you, listener, for giving us your time and energy um, so that we can make this spirit bomb of a podcast to blow away the evils of um, not watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 um, hey, uh, <laughs> real quick, Max, I, I, I do yeah. want to put out a request to any of our listeners, anyone who is listening right now, which is um, right now we have a Facebook page. We're talking about starting a Facebook group, but either way, I would love it if anyone who is listening to the show would comment or or just engage and let us know what you're thinking or or tell us what you thought about a certain episode. Mm-hmm, we would love mm-hmm. to hear from you. I mean, we love the fact that there are there is anybody listening to us about talk about Dragon Ball Z. It's yeah. so cool. And if you would engage with us, we're ready to engage right back. We love talking about this show. If you, you can can't tell because tell. we do it for an hour a week every week. <laughs> Um, so before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you for listening and also thank you to Friedrich Hobbitler, whose music is the intro for our show. And you can find him on YouTube at Cody Game Music. Uh, and I'd also like to thank Max Kostrak's little sister, Elizabeth, for creating the art. And what's the website for her? Kostrak.tumblr.com is where you're going to find her best stuff. Hey, her Tumblr's popping. I was just looking yeah. at it the other day. Some really amazing Adventure Zone fan art in there. Yeah. If you didn't she got, know. Uh, she got a lot of attention for some Adventure Zone stuff. Um, and I'd also just like to thank you guys, my co-hosts, for hanging out and Aww. doing this every week. Oh, it's, it's, it's our pleasure. I'm gonna... this, is, and yeah, you... this is the most fun I've had in a long time. And of course, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you find it. Usually you can do that through your app and it takes about five minutes. Um, and of course, there's always the Zenkai Boost tip jar at bit.ly slash ZB tip jar. 
And the other bit.ly link that you'll want is bit.ly slash try ZBoost. Just give that to your friends. It'll take them to the first Zenkai Boost Nights episode, which I'm thinking, hopefully that's a good introduction. I've re-listened to it recently, and yeah, it is. That's a solid episode, you guys. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, I think that'll just about do it for us today. Um, Again, thank you for joining us for uh, one more week of Zenkai Boost. We'll be back next week with episode one. Um, ready to start <laughs> the loop all over again? Just kidding. <laughs> this isn't Toonami. We'll be back with uh, it's episode thirty-two, right? Yep, thirty-two. Right. The be- yes. uh, getting uh, getting right into the Captain Ginyu saga. Oh yeah! What an amazing get would it be if we got the guy who played Tom on Toonami? Oh, <laughs> dreams! Have that guy on the show. Hashtag shit. dreams. I Hashtag dreams with a Z. <laughs> anyway. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrich. And I'm Max Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't matter. Nice.